Hello and welcome to another episode of the NK Active podcast. We are joined by Charlie, one of our podiatrists here at NK Active. And this episode, we're going to be talking about children's footwear and one of the most common complaints that we see with children presenting with heel pain, something called cervis or calcaneal apophysitis. So children are obviously going back to school and all the shoe shops will tend to get really busy now with parents rushing to try and get their, their, their children, their shoes ready to go back for term. So let's have a talk about children's footwear. It goes without saying that one of the most important thing is actually making sure that they fit well. And actually, we're, we're very good at this. We're very good at getting our children's feet measured and making sure they fit. They're not too narrow. They're not too short. But actually, as adults, we're not too good at that as we get older. But for children, we tend to do that really well. And we're really lucky to us near NK Active. We do have French and Sons, which is most probably one of the one of the best shoe shops in the area, if not the best shoe shop in the area, because it will fit all shoes properly. There is this misconception out there that any children's footwear has to be supportive if they've got a flatter looking foot. And that's not actually the case. And actually, sometimes having a shoe that is too supportive doesn't really help the child with walking around. It can sometimes slightly feel too heavy, can make them feel a little more clumsy. So actually sometimes having a flexible shoe isn't too bad. So it doesn't matter if the shoe is flexible. It doesn't really matter if it is supportive, if the child's not tripping and the child hasn't got any pain or, or symptoms. And both my young children, they have a mixture of some shoes that are slightly stiffer, some shoes that are extremely flexible and you just let them pick whatever is comfortable for them to wear. The other thing is thinking about the fastening devices of the shoes they've got to have some way of making sure that shoe stays on so if you're talking with the young children who just started school actually something like velcro is really easy because it's really easy for them to do they can fasten the shoe up nice and tight so it doesn't slip and it doesn't fall off but then as they get older you then sort of move and progress to your buckles and your and your laces so charlie talk us around about obviously orthoses or insoles and children's footwear Yeah, so for some children, they may experience pain in their feet, that actually the use of foot orthosis can be really helpful to support them in their duration of activity that they're doing. So sometimes the musculoskeletal structure is maturing, and part of that means that some of the soft surrounding tissues within the foot and lower leg are sometimes tighter or more lax. And so sometimes the children are having to use their muscle groups harder and for longer periods of time, and therefore they can get symptoms. So orthosis in footwear can sometimes for a short period of time just be a tool that is used to help that child be more comfortable and for anyone who is then fitting orthosis in footwear there is a need to be mindful that we are adding material into the shoe and therefore the space in which the foot will sit will be smaller Um, and this may mean that we need to then resize footwear in order to be able to make sure that both the foot and the foot orthosis can fit together. And there are some good brands out there's a brand called uh, Khaleesi that actually make these beautiful children's shoes that will fit for orthoses in in really well. And then some of the other brands that I personally like because the materials are nice and soft. There's a brand called Bobux, and then you've then got your other brands like like Startrights. 
But when Charlie's speaking about orthoses, the one thing we're going off topic slightly is that it's a common thing that we see in clinic of my child has flat feet, I need to put insoles or orthoses in the shoe. And in 90% of the cases, you don't need to worry about it. With a very, very rough fall of thumb, is that if a child's got a flat foot, it doesn't matter. As long as they're not complaining of pain and they're not tripping on a regular basis, it is absolutely fine and you don't need to do anything about it. A lot of the time, actually, when these children come in, it's more about education of the parent than it is actually worrying about the child themselves. So let's move on to severs or calcaneopophysitis. So Charlie, what is calcaneopophysitis? Yeah, so this is discomfort due to the growth plate maturing. And this is found in the heel bone known as the calcaneus. And this is where sometimes we get a bit of inflammation so that may be heat, swelling or warmth to that area. Children who typically present with this condition are usually around the ages of 8 to 13. However, can kind of move be earlier or later within that. Um, girls and boys can be affected and you tend to find that it is this kind of pain ache sensation that fits within the heel. Sometimes this will go up into the arch of the foot or maybe around the ankle. Um, resting tends to make the symptoms more comfortable however moving or doing sport like PE, jumping or skipping tend to aggravate those symptoms. And would you say that the most common type of people we see in clinic this are normally your 11 to 14 year old footballers? Yeah, so there is a little bit around as we start to increase our activity levels, we start to then, I guess, aggravate those plantar, um, the growth plates a little bit more. And so from there, we then start to find that it, that age group are the perfect ones who are starting to up their activity levels, their training levels. They might be joining clubs. They might be doing more PE sessions each week. And it is one of the, because we will give it a month or two and we'll start seeing more of the cases come in because it's one of the things I've never really understood with schools is that you've got a child that's been off from PE and sport and activity for six weeks over the summer period. And it's like back in September, it's like, bam, straight into it. <laughs> and it's then just like you go from a period of reduced activity. Okay, they may be running around and doing sports and, and whatnot during the summer holidays, but quite often there's no structure, there's no consistency to it. You then sort of say, right, I'm now going to do PE twice a week, football two, three times a week, and then some after school club. In any... Other, as if an adult comes to clinic, we'd be trying to say, look, you've you just done too much too soon. And I think a lot of these, these children, this is why I think we see that burst of severs around the sort of October time in clinic, because they go back, they spend four weeks doing lots of activities. They have a bit of a gross burp, their foot flares up. And a lot of, I think, is when we talk about the management of this is just managing that load appropriately. And I don't, it's just, I've, I've had discussions with some of the schools and it is a case of what, why isn't there a, a stage approach back into doing things? And it's one of the things I just don't really know why, why it doesn't happen. But I do appreciate it would be a logistical challenge to try and make sure that is done consistently throughout the country. But there is definitely a pattern of children going back to school and then children come to see us in clinics four to six weeks after school started again in September. And so when we now start talking about the treatment Obviously, part of it is understanding that, that load management of trying to increase activity levels gradually. 
The other thing is with regards to the education is reassuring that actually if it hurts, you can still play as long as the pain is not affecting you or you don't want to, or it's causing you want to stop. But you're not going to do any long-term damage by playing through the symptoms if you want to. But if you get to the point where it's just too uncomfortable, then please do just, just stop. The other thing is that actually normally around about the age of anything from it's around 16, the majority of these will actually just resolve on their own. And because the reason for that is as that sort of growth plate fuses and disappears, as it were, then the calcaneal apophysitis then settles down. Just slightly off, off script, as it were, um, you can get the same thing in the knee called Oscar slatters. So if you've ever seen any your, um, anyone walking around, a child walking around with a bandage or going around the front of the knee, the chances are they've got Oscar slatters just to manage the symptoms. So we're not saying that you have to stop doing all activity. We just got to monitor and modify what is being done. And there's this always this big debate about do you stretch the calf muscles or do you strengthen them? And it comes purely down to the child in that if they've got some tightness in the calf muscles, you work on stretching them. If they've got weakness in the calf muscles, you work on building up the strength. So it's not a everyone must do this, this and this. It's purely dependent on what's needed for for that trail sometimes it's a combination of of both sometimes it's just a strengthening work and you don't need to worry about the stretching other things you can do is in a nutshell the higher the heel in the shoe the better now we're not saying that children should all go and buy a sort of a set of four inch stilettos and go walking around because that's not going to do their foot health any good whatsoever but what you can do is you can put little heel raises something about six weight millimeters in the back of the shoe just to raise the heel up slightly just to make life more comfortable and what you'll notice is that symptoms will start to come on just after a growth spurt and i do appreciate as a parent sometimes you don't realize actually how much your child has grown but actually if you can see it trying to put those heel raises in just when that growth spurt is happening can just sort of preempt and offload to try and reduce the risk of things flaring up the other thing people always ask about is do I need to put insoles in the shoes? But again, some do, some don't. I would say, Charlie, correct if I'm wrong, but I'd say mostly say only around 20, 30% of our patients with servers actually need any sort of insoles in the shoes. Yeah, I probably think that's a, yeah, yeah. a good approximation. So the majority of them, I think you can manage just with putting a heel raise in the shoe or wearing a shoe with a slightly high heel. So your trainers are normally very good for this and then working on that stretching and strengthening as required and then managing the load and then finally it's just understanding that this may come back but it's not a bad thing you just manage the symptoms you just get through things as they were so it's, it's something that you don't need to fear and, and worry about it can be managed very easily and there's not really a case that you can't really get to um to settle down you may find that there can be some um, tenderness on the kind of bottom of the heel so sometimes using kind of a pad around the um, heel in the short term can just make things more comfortable to make sure that the little person is continuing to walk normally and not kind of shifting their weight onto their tiptoes so we want to try and encourage them to walk as comfortably as possible for the short term with then the aim to progress to getting back to their activity levels perfect do you have anything else you want to add? No. No. Well, I think that is a good place to bring this short episode to an end. Um, just want to, again, thank Charlie for coming on the podcast. 
Again, please do subscribe. If you do have any questions, please get in contact or post them below and we shall see you on the next episode. See you later. Bye. Bye.